we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar yeah, and yeah. Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Stone, we might as well uh, get through uh, uh, before we talk Mario, our uh, our coolest moment of the weekend, and it's uh, it's not Kane's related. Time now for the EDS coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool, cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. We heard it once, might as well hear it again. From Fox to a tongue of Iowa, Tyreek Hill. To a bounce scene back from the 102-yard interception return for a touchdown and hitting the man in stride, Tyreek Hill. The interception return for a touchdown in the middle. Now going deep to the far side, caught. It's Hill. Touchdown. Light work, those New York Giants. Two things with that play, though, why it is the coolest moment of the week. One, it was the wrong play call. Tua misheard Mike McDaniel from the sideline. And what he called is not what he was expecting. And so he had to mentally adjust. And there was Tyreek Hill racing down the sideline. And he put him on him perfectly. And then Tyreek Hill gets up on the the wall behind the end zone. And is motioning for his mom to come down so she can get the football. Now, it didn't go as planned initially. Because some dorky red-faced boomer with a Dolphins polo on he wanted the football and Tyreek Hill saying move 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 everybody move everybody move and this dork just standing there Tyreek hey T. Hill Tyreek throw me the ball so eventually Tyreek Hill throws it this guy keeps it from getting to Tyreek Hill's mom who's standing behind him and he's clutching it to his chest and being just a dopey old boomer and then Tyreek Hill's mom starts hitting him on the back saying, that's for me, that's for me, I'm Tyreek's mom. And he eventually gave it up. That guy sucks. If that was a kid, if that was a kid, if Tyreek Hill was just trying to give it to a kid, there's no way Boomer doesn't take it and race up the stairs. But then I think he feared for his life a little bit when it was Tyreek Hill's mom that was standing behind him. He knew it wasn't going to end well yeah. at that point. So that guy sucks. Oh, another thing too, don't trust a football fan who goes to a game in a polo. That's my biggest lesson from this. Don't trust someone who has gone to a, a, a football game, college or NFL, in a polo. Don't trust them. Have you ever been to Sanford Stadium? Yeah, don't trust any of those people. I was about to say because the, the students. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. everybody's in polos in there. It's if polos and cargo shorts. Yeah. If you're wearing a polo at a football game, yeah. you're not to be trusted. So, for multiple reasons, that play... Is the coolest moment of the week brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. It was not cool Saturday night, not cool yesterday afternoon at uh, at Hard Rock Stadium, but hopefully for your sake you got home out of that heat and the AC was functioning and functioning well. If not, if you've got issues, EDS. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS is yes, been doing it since 2006, family-owned and operated They handle Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. They handle your air quality matters, your plumbing matters as well. Upkeep of your AC unit. Replacement of your AC unit. It's EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. For posterity purposes, we might as well play the Kane story in three parts from Saturday night. You know the story by now. 
Uh, things look to be comfortable. It's 20 to 16, Miami. There's 33 seconds left to go. It is third and 10 for Miami at the Georgia Tech 30 yard line. The Yellow Jackets are out of timeouts. In typical conventional football wisdom, tells you that Tyler Van Dyke will take the snap. Tyler Van Dyke will take the knee, will shake hands, and everybody will go home happy. That, however, is not what happened. And this is what handoff to Cheney into fumble sounded like on the ACC network. No, no. It's, yeah, it's you're under 46. Just yeah, take you're a good. Like, yeah. You should not be I mean, they're calling it already. I don't know what Miami is doing. That's it. And here's Cheney. Just straight ahead. Tackled and the ball popped out. You gotta, you gotta read the clock. I mean, read the card. I mean, and to me, Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. I mean, the broadcasters are legitimately at that moment, even before the play. I don't know what Miami's doing. I don't know what Miami's doing. And then the worst possible outcome that they feared takes place. That's as damning a piece of audio as you're gonna hear. Period. Yeah, to have them in real time questioning your decision and it go wrong, it emphasizes it yeah. like 10 times more because you should have been having those same right. thoughts. And that's what's going to get fans frothing at the mouth. Then there's the fact that it wasn't actually a fumble and Donald Cheney Jr. was down. Replay showed it over and over and over again. However, a classic case of don't you dare ever put the game in the referee's hands because listen to this reaction from the Canes crowd on the ACC Network. Here's Jeff Ezer. After further review, the ruling on the field stands. First down, Georgia Tech. Now, I, had, so uh, I had a similar reaction. I had a similar reaction. Uh, how could that stand? But it did. So then surely the Canes should be able to get off the field, though, right? We're not talking a dynamic Georgia Tech offense, right? Uh, well, it took two plays for uh, them to score. And here's where the game-winning touchdown, uh, this is what the game-winning touchdown sounded like on the ACC Network. Singleton, the fastest of the receivers to the top of the screen. Here's King from the pocket. Flush to his right with six, five. Going to loop it downfield. And ball is caught. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. With one second to go in the ball game, Christian Leary hauls it in. said it needs to be said that's one of the biggest coaching mistakes at this level that I have ever seen in my lifetime that is one of the biggest coaching mistakes that I have ever seen in my lifetime on the ACC network on big boy television about one of the highest paid coaches in America Mario Cristobal holy hell I still can't believe that happened so, surely, in the postgame Saturday night, Mario Cristobal walked up to the podium, and the first thing he said, Theo, surely, and you've been in media a long time, covering sports. I've been media a long time, covering sports. Stone Lebanowitz has whole ass played that sport and has done media where he's on the other side of it from where Theo and I have been answering those questions. Of Surely, Mario Cristobal, would, as, a, as a leader of men, would step up to that podium and say, that is my fault. That was a poor decision. I own all of that. And that is on Mario Cristobal. Surely, surely he said that, right? Here's Mario Cristobal. I should have taken the timeout right there at the end. Thought he could get the first down. And you know, we talked about two hands on the ball, but that's not good enough. Just should have told him to take any in. 
that's it. Fumbled the ball at 25 and they went 75 yards in two plays. So I'm not going to make an excuse for I it mean, or say you should have done this or that. That's it. You know, we should have should have done it. You know, sometimes just get carried away with it. Just finish the game and run it. But I should have just stepped in and said, hey, just take a knee. Okay. So he acknowledges, yeah, we should have taken a knee. But where's the, this is on me. This is on me. This is on me. Let's go back to the beginning of that real quick, Stone, where he's talking about should have taken a timeout, thought we were going to get the first down. What are you talking about? It was third and 10. They didn't have any timeouts. Get the first down. What does that matter? That doesn't matter. What is he saying? Like, listen to this for Mario. It doesn't make sense based on what the situation actually was. I should have taken the timeout Why? right there at the end. Thought he could get the first down. Why? And, you know, we talked what about first down? The ball, There's no first down to be had. All right. There's no first down to be had. What is he talking about? What? What? Like, what are they doing? There's no answer for it. Oh, I thought he'd get the first down, and we preached two hands on the ball. Brother, that is not on Cheney. He had two hands on the ball. He was down. I don't want to hear that two hands on the ball nonsense. This is solely on Mario Cristobal. Take a damn knee. Tell him, take a knee. Why don't you step in? You can acknowledge, yeah, I should have taken a knee. Where's the whole ass apology? Where's the, this is on me. I don't want to hear about two hands. I don't want to hear about first downs. I don't want to hear about timeouts. None of that. Should have mattered, and none of that had anything to do with what actually happened. Nothing. The only thing that happened was Mario happened. It's one of those situations where you you judge the process or the results, and either one of them you get a big fat F, right? The process is you should have lined up and why they – there's a reason why they call it victory formation because when you got the wind tied up, you just take a knee. But even if he didn't do that, there were like three or four other things that had to go wrong for this to end in a loss for the Canes, and they all did. So the result also was poor. It, it's uh, it's inexcusable. But you didn't feel like that was contrite enough in the press conference? No. Where is this is on me? This is on me. I mean, Stone, how many times has this show been an absolute train wreck? And I'm not trying to put myself on some pedestal here, okay? But I, I take ownership of this show. If something goes wrong, it's a train block. Have I ever sat there and blamed anything on you? Have I blamed anything on Theo? No, that's only something Josh Cohen does. <laughs> Boom roasted. For me, <laughs> how many times have you heard me say, oh, that's on me, that's bad on me. That's uh, bad oftentimes. On me. Almost dead. That's all it bleeping takes. And I don't make millions upon millions upon millions from the University of Miami. That's on me. It's as simple as that. And it took until this morning on our buddy Joe Rose, his show on WQAM, for Mario Cristobal to say anything that resembled, that's on me, that's on me, that's on me. Why did it take 48 hours? It should have been four minutes, and that's on me. That was garbage, because that also lumps his running back into it. We preach two hands. We preach, stop with the damn two hands. I hate that. What a complete nonsense response to start off that press conference. And so I think you have to look deeper into the word timeout when he says, hey, we should have called a timeout. Because he, he, he did speak further on that, and he said we needed to recalibrate in that timeout. Recalibrate and take a knee. So, so that tells you, right, uh, let's, let's be detective. So if you had to recalibrate, that means 
you were in disarray on the sideline. That means you had nothing to get. Right. That's a coaching thing. It's a coaching thing. That's 100%. a coaching thing. So, so he knew they were in disarray, and that's why he says we should have called a timeout, Ugh. recalibrated. And what, what is he talking about first down? What is he talking about? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that is. And then just to compound it, your defense oh. got all these dudes, and you let Georgia freaking tech two yards, 75, uh, two plays, 75 yards. And there's your game. Like, I don't. I don't know, but I'm more turned off by the post game than I am even the sequence. Like the sequence is unconscionable. But leader of men Mario Cristobal, who preaches accountability, not taking it. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, dude. Think how bad that is. He's all about accountability. He's so rigid and dictatorial at times. And then he gets up there and it's Two hands. We preach two hands. First down, recalibrate, timeout. Oh, my God, man. P- part of that is, though, it, it doesn't feel like he felt the process was wrong. He just felt the result was wrong in the moments after the game. Yeah. He didn't feel like, and he was coming around to the fact that, yes, I should have stepped in and, and called a timeout or taken a knee or whatever, but he believed they did the right thing and it ended up wrong, and now he's, he's starting to kind of cope with the fact that, no. When he was at Oregon... He did the same thing and lost a game. Yeah. Instead of taking a knee, he ran a play, fumbled, Stanford recovered, Stanford forced overtime, Stanford won in overtime. He didn't learn a lesson from that. How hard-headed is that? How hard-headed is that? And all year, if you look back at the box scores, the Canes have not taken a single knee. Yeah. They flirted with this all year, and then it happened in the worst possible situation. I mean, what is happening? You guys realize Mario Cristobal? has not won a home game in the ACC as the head coach of the University of Florida. Let me repeat that. Or Miami. Or University yeah. of Miami. I'm sorry. It would be really hard for him to do the other. Let me definitely repeat yeah. that then. Mario Cristobal has not won a home game in the ACC as the head coach of the University of Miami. He has not. Not one. Not one. I have an honest question to Canes fans. I'm genuinely curious. God's honest. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. This is not a, how did the Canes respond? How did the Canes respond? How did the Canes respond? I don't know. They could go up and beat North Carolina, and then we all have a good old chuckle about this, right? But right now, and I was telling you people before the season, I mean, Stone, I've been saying it. Was last year a rebuild or not? Because I didn't hear the R word until all of a sudden they lost to Middle Tennessee State. Think about it. The same coach in back-to-back years has lost at home in blowout fashion Middle Tennessee State and then doesn't know what a knee is and loses at home to Georgia Tech. This is worse than Middle Tennessee State, by the way. But but, but Yeah, because you could use the rebuild excuse yeah, but there. Yeah. I, I, I need to know what know. you know. I need to know how you feel about Mario Cristobal. Canes fans, God's honest question. How do you feel about Mario Cristobal? How do you... How would you best describe how you feel about Mario Cristobal after whatever the hell that was Saturday night? 888-760-3776. and social media at KLV1063. How would you best describe how you feel about Mario Cristobal after that? Because I'm seeing some defense of him. I'm seeing a lot of fire him. I'm somewhere in between. You can't fire the guy. You're paying him way too much money. In Miami, you don't have the endless resources now that John Ruiz has some uh, <laughs> some issues. Some issues with the SEC and not the football kind. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he hasn't won a home game in ACC plays, the head coach at Miami. I didn't know that until this morning. Yeah. I had to look it up just to make sure it was correct. And it's correct. It's wild. I am I am underwhelmed in a massive way. If you if you if your team, if you don't believe in taking knees, what are we doing here? I get he's a good recruiter, but what happens when the recruits come to campus? And that's my biggest concern. Can I, he develop anybody? I'm still I, I personally am still in wait and see mode because there are more proven games to be had on this on this schedule. Like uh, Stone made a good point. Now that they lost to Georgia Tech, it's hard to look at Miami's resume with the way that Texas A&M has played since that home win and feel like you can say, hey, this is levels better than last year. I mean, not being bludgeoned by, you know, group of five teams is an improvement because the Middle Tennessee State game, I still would say, as a fan, like, yes, this one, you can make a mockery of it. It was a joke. You shouldn't be in that situation against Georgia Tech anyway, and to lose like that is just, it, it feels cartoonish. I still was way more hurt by the Middle Tennessee because the Middle Tennessee loss told me, oh, we're not even close. Like, this team is terrible. So then, though, you have a team this year, let me counter that, that feels like it's close. Yes. I've said multiple times, those lines, the D-line, the offensive line, those are dudes. Those are badasses. They have been shoveling people all year, bulldozing them. In person, it looks like an SEC front on offense and defense. Seeing it in person, you have to really see it in person to really appreciate it. Those lines, the job that's been done in the offseason on the offensive and defensive line, I mean, my God, it's awesome. What a recalibration. If you want to use a Mario word, here's my problem. That you have guys, you have dudes. I mean, Miami, this is a team, I think, talent-wise and improvement-wise, they should be in the ACC title game. Now, that's in doubt, which is ridiculous because of a home loss to Georgia Tech, but you had a coach who panicked. I mean, that was flat-out panic. I mean, that's flat-out panic. That is not something that just leaves someone's DNA. Like, that's, that's Mario. Like, if you need to call a timeout to get a, a kneel down right, you don't have the wherewithal to just be in the victory formation. I don't even know if Tyler Van Dyke knows how to execute the victory formation based off of what we've seen from this Miami team this year. And then your defense just falls apart in two plays to a, a below-average offense after the fact. They're garbage. They're not below-average. Georgia Tech is garbage. I was being too kind. Trash bag offense in Georgia Tech. Tyler Van Dyke's gotten no better. Like I, I just don't know. I don't know what Mario is. God's, God's honest opinion that you have of Mario Cristobal. Canes fans, I want to hear from you. Because I am, I am underwhelmed and I am worried. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What are we talking about first downs on third and 10 with 33 seconds left and no timeouts for Georgia Tech? Like what, what are we talking about? How does that even come out of his mouth in a postgame press conference? Kevin in Lake Worth has been waiting patiently. Kevin is on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. Uh, so, yeah, Ken, you, you, you put it perfectly. Uh, underwhelmed and worried is, is how I, I'm feeling. Uh, you know, I've been listening and talk, uh, calling into your show for, for a long time. And back before he even was hired, I was telling you yep. what happens if Miami starts to actually put money into the program and brings in a guy like Mario to disguise the limit. And – you know, even before that, all of that travesty happened, I was not happy with what we did against Georgia Tech, who, again, is garbage. Mm. One of the worst running defenses in, in, in the nation, and we couldn't run the ball against them. Uh, but I was just saying, hey, you know what? We got to win. Let's regroup. 
And if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that this North Carolina game would, is going to be the biggest game this season, I would have believed you and said, yeah, because we want to win the ACC title. Now I'm feeling if this team doesn't respond and doesn't you know, bounce back, it could show that Mario just doesn't have a grip on this team. And this might be the biggest game of his career this next week. It's crazy to, it's crazy to think that. That's what I was thinking this morning. I was like, this North Carolina game is going to be the, the biggest game of Mario's career. That is so well said, Kevin, and I didn't even think about it like that. But if the Canes go up and say things go south in Chapel Hill, right? Say they go south. Tight game, one thing. That could have happened regardless. But it goes south. You're talking about potentially Saturday night against Georgia Tech being that moment that the that Mario Cristobal lost the fan base. Just like in Kane's recent history, Manny Diaz losing to FIU, lost the fan base. Even though he had a home loss at Georgia Tech five weeks prior to a worse Georgia Tech team than this one. With Randy Shannon, it was his moment he lost the fan base. The walk from the Duke locker room to the field was too long. When it was Al Golden, it was the loss at Cincinnati. I mean, Canes fans are fickle. Canes fans are very much, what have you done for me lately? But every coach that I just named had the moment that there was no coming back from. And Saturday night, I fear if things go south of North Carolina to rebound off of what Kevin just said, could be that moment for Mario Cristobal. I'm worried about that. I hate that I have to agree with the statement that Kevin made and that, that you're co-signing on because UNC is a damn good football team. Mm-hmm. Like the, the game that we should be talking about is Clemson. If things go south in Clemson, yeah, we got big problems because UNC is, I think, better than Clemson. I think they're, they're, they're better than Miami as it stands right now. But if they didn't have this loss at Georgia Tech, you're allowed to lose to UNC. It's not that big of a game. Now UNC becomes the end-all, be-all, and it's not the opponent you want to be the end-all, be-all. UNC, Drake May is a dragon slayer. That team's good. They're going to put up 40 against Miami. It's going to be the same result as Texas A&M. Like, if they can go score 48, 50 points, they'll win this game. I hate that UNC has now become the end-all, be-all. And it kind of was at the beginning, but I think it should still be Clemson. But now, if you get blown out by UNC, we're going to make it bigger than it is. UNC's really, really freaking good. It just, this is why, I mean, you've got a guy making $8 million a year who didn't learn a lesson from a previous coaching stop about taking a knee. And now a year and a half in, Theo, I mean, we're having a legitimate conversation for a guy making $8 million a year, a proud alum, uh, a proven disciplinarian, wondering if Saturday night against North Carolina is the indicator of whether or not Mario Cristobal's tenure is going to be a success at Miami. And it's, he has only himself to blame. Like, think about yeah. that. Think about that. Yeah, because even if you sneak out of that Georgia Tech game with a win, which he could have still made that same process call that he always does and not take the victory formation. And just one thing might have – let's just say the refs open their eyes and realize it wasn't a fumble, the Canes move on, it's more of a blip on the radar, not as big of a deal. It, Saturday's going to be big, but that's why I'm still more in wait and see mode because what does happen to this Miami Hurricanes team if Saturday goes bad or even if it's a close loss like – are the, is there going to be that? But it's worth speculating about it. I, I'm glad that you're taking the patient approach, but I can't in good faith do that considering I've seen the same story with every single coach since, uh, I, I mean, Coker, the fight was his. With FIU was the, the beginning of losing the fan base 
and then he never recovered off of that. I mean, I've uh, you basically seen every single coach since Dennis Erickson have that moment of losing the fan base, losing the fan base. Other than Butch, other than Butch, who left before that that happened. Um, I'm concerned about it because the only thing that could have Stephen A. Smith talking about a Miami-Georgia Tech game on a Monday is what happened on Saturday night. And that was totally coach-caused. And that's wild to me for a guy making $8 million a year who's as disciplined as Mario Cristobal is, as big a leader as he perpetuates. Canes fans, what is your... The, the best way to describe how you feel about Mario Cristobal at this moment, Monday after one of the worst losses in program history. What is your honest thought, your honest opinion on Mario Cristobal? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. It's actually legit still bothering me. Why can't Brian Dable wear a hat? Like, think about how bad he's going to peel with that burned head. Some people are just not hat people. But yeah. in that spot like that, that sun is, that's a different scenario. you got to protect your head, even a bucket hat or something. Towel he's got a head. big dome, though. Towel over the head is the move. Towel over the head? That's the move. You throw the towel over the head. That way it's removable if it's something you don't really like, but it also protects you, and it's throw the headset over the top of it. Every time Fox cut to him yesterday, his head looked redder and redder. Yeah. I'm like, bro, somebody has got to tell him that that's a problem. Uh, Theo, you know where you don't have any sun issues, but you have a delicious meal? A great experience watching sports. With no conditions to worry about, Duffy Sports Grill. That's right, man. And, and you say no conditions to worry about. It's maybe the perfect conditions to be at. True. When you want to watch some football, even some, we're coming up on basketball season, you can watch some basketball, whatever sports you love, there's 80 or more TVs at every single Duffy Sports Grill. So you just let your waitress or waiter know, hey, I'd like to see that game. And there's plenty of options to get it up on the TV screen. Uh, Duffy Sports Grill is not just great for the sports viewing community. It's also good for people that just enjoy delectable food. Award-winning burgers, award-winning wings, and two-for-one drinks all day, every day. It's one of my favorite pillars of being a, a guy that loves Duffy's is it doesn't matter what time I show up. If they're open, I don't have to ask the waitress or the waiter, hey, is there? A, uh, can, you, can you let me know when the happy hour starts? No. All day, every day, two-for-one drinks, viewing enjoyment for sports. It's everything you can need. Duffy's Sports Grill. If you don't have an MVP card, Duffy'sMVP.com to sign up today. At Duffy's, our game is always on. Uh, my wife is a Kane season ticket holder, and so she's she's seen it all uh, from the uh, the final game at the Orange Bowl uh, to some, well, it's been more lows than highs. We'll put it that way. But she's seen everything for the last uh, 12, 13, 14 years uh, that is to be seen in person with the Canes. Uh, I, I was at a, uh, I, I was somewhere just having a beer after the FAU win over Tulsa, uh, Saturday. I was, uh, just having a beer, watching it on TV there. Hey, big win. Go out. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tom Herman says thank you as well. Mm. And, uh, I, I saw everything take place. I could not believe what I was watching. And I texted Stone. I'm so terrified. 
I'm going to have to pretend I'm asleep when my wife comes home. <laughs> like, it was the best text I had ever oh, received like, from you. I died laughing. I'm like, this is going to be such a problem. Mm. Uh, so uh, she actually just uh, texted as well. Uh, my feelings on Cristobal, keep the headset mic off during game time. Let others call the plays. Be the face and recruit. That's it. Basically, Dion. Be Dion. Mm. Mario doesn't call any plays. He's a damn good recruiter. Yeah. But you're supposed to be but he's the one. But he's the one who's telling the offensive staff, hey, this is how we close it out, right? I, I think That's his M.O. It's not like course, he right? didn't do the same thing at Oregon. I, I think the comparison would be Jimbo Fisher and what he does defensively. Like Jimbo's not making any of the calls anymore for Bobby Petrino on the offensive side, but when it is a certain down and distance, like Jimbo's going to come take precedent. I think that's a little bit of what Mario's doing, right? If it's third and one and Shannon has... Something, you know, pass-related called. Mario's like, hey, let's keep this thing on the ground. Like, he's not calling plays, but he is kind of dictating what they should do in the big moments. Uh, how do you feel about Mario Cristobal at this moment? On social media, Rick messages in, Mario's incompetent. If anyone else in America making $8 million a year made a decision like that that negatively affected their organization, they would have been fired, asked not to come to the office Monday morning, end of this discussion. It's egregious. That's a career-ending screw-up. Put recruiting back two to four years. I guarantee there are season ticket holders that won't renew. One of our family friends left the game, said we'll never go back. We've had enough. The team and their fan base, you can't lose to Georgia Tech. You sure as bleep can't lose like that. He alienated fans. That's right. He, he didn't put recruiting back two to four years, though. He, they did get a big recruit yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Steve out of Colquitt County. Yeah. Night card. They had, a, they had 44 and five-star players there, and a few of them being interviewed. Hey, what are you looking to see tonight? Quote, a lot of explosive plays, a lot of points, and just like, uh, I don't know, beat, beat, them, beat them pretty bad. That's the problem about Saturday, too. It's not just the decision not to kneel. It's that they were vanilla. Oh. I mean, that was Mario Lord. Cristobal vanilling up the offense big time. <laughs> you had Kevin call in and talk about Georgia Tech having one of the worst um, defenses against the run in the country, that's no secret. That's actually a statistic. You can look that up. And I think coming into the game plan this week was, hey, let's just ground and pound. Let's get out of here unscathed. We got UNC on the radar, and, and let's be conservative and not do anything stupid. Well, you run the ball 47 times. Your quarterback throws three interceptions. It did not go as planned. That's kind of how it feels, though, right? Like, they tried to just sleepwalk through that game, get leave with the win, and they almost got away with it. Yeah. They almost yeah. got away with it. And then in the stupidest way possible, they didn't get away with it. That's the thing. It would only take abject stupidity not to get away with it. And then they were abjectly stupid. <laughs> like, that's what's so wild about the entire It's thing. indefensible. That's, that's, that's the word that I would use. It's indefensible. There's really no way to look. There's really no, nothing you can say that, that makes this uh, any, any worse than it already is. And by the way, for the record, those black uniforms were ugly as hell. Just stop it. I mean, just enough. Stop I it. I, I, I can't side with you on that. They were beautiful. The neon colors. They're, the neon numbers, terrible. I mean, were green, oh. terrible. Green popping The neon off. numbers are awful. What are we doing? Shut it looks, up. It would look way better if they were like, Tossing the ball around the field, just <laughs> shutting them down. On you would have a totally no. different disposition. No, there's ways to do black uniforms, alternate uniforms. That ain't it. That was awful. The helmets, the helmets were fine. Everything else, I don't. Later, what are we doing with the shoulders? Like it was just the so shoulders stupid. had a palm tree on. We nah, probably couldn't so see stupid. from the television. So what's stupid. wrong with the jerseys? Like what's I've always any black on black is. FAU's, the, FAU's uniforms are a million times better than anything Miami's trotted out alternate it. over the last decade. Stop it. I'm just saying. Uh, when we come back, Stone has a theory. Hang on to your butts. That's Theo, that's Stone, I'm Ken. It's Levica, Theo, and Stone. A again, those uniforms were awful on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. We might have to get to Stone's theory tomorrow. Let's see if we can bang through here. Real quick, Stone. Jimmy Garoppolo, more than 242.5 passing yards or fewer than? Let's go uh, fewer than. Fewer than, all right. Uh, On the ground, Josh Jacobs. More than 74 and a half or fewer than 74 and a half yards on the ground? That's a lot. Let's go double fewer then. All right. How about receiving yards? Uh, Devontae Adams, 78 and a half. More than or fewer than? Let's go more than. More than. All right. And then what about, uh, let's see, straight up receptions tonight. Let's go uh, the Jacoby Myers route, four and a half. Four and a half. More than or less than? Um, Less than. All right. That's what we're going to roll with. That's the pick four with prize picks. That right there, what we just did, that's $20 for a chance to win 200 That's prize picks. That's all it takes right there. Prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. They're going to double your deposit up to $100. Double your deposit up to $100. Cien, if you're a Spanish speaker. That's prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. Doubling your deposit up to $100. So easy. And hopefully, Stone and I just made some coin tonight with prize picks. The best Daily fantasy out there, period, undisputed, according to Ken Lavica. Prize picks, promo code KLV. That is prize picks. William in Lake Worth here on Lavica, Theo, and Stone. Hey, William. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Good. Um, listen, I'm not even a Miami fan, but I saw the end of that game, and just not only the fact that he didn't take a knee, which was ridiculous, okay, uh, then when Georgia Tech gets the ball back, how does anybody get behind your defense yeah. in that situation? I mean, that's just inexcusable. I mean, that's almost a fireable offense, man. There are some that I've heard, William, and I appreciate the call saying that that's just as bad as the no-kneel. It's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Because the no-kneel, at least you can defend with, okay, like you assume you've been doing this all year, it's the process, whatever. Like that, for, to let them get behind you on that play where you know what's what's at stake, like if it feels worse to me, the 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 the, la- the, the last play of the game was a product of not kneeling. Yes, like yes. it is a product of not kneeling. You like, put your team in that situation. The, the players feel that it is chaotic. There's no sense of direction. Mm. There's not a call on the field right now. It is literally there are bullets flying. You are in war. You're not wearing a, a bulletproof vest and no helmet. Like there's no play call out there. You have no idea what's going on as a 20 year old kid. So then why wasn't there a timeout or regroup before that play then for Miami? Should have called a timeout. Right. That's, that's the thing. Mario's sitting there saying, should have called a timeout to kneel, <laughs> to recalibrate for a kneel. But as soon as it worked. you also had the whole review, that every, the review didn't take two seconds yeah. to get everybody on the same page. The whole thing, the more and more I talk through it, the more and more the malpractice is showing here from the kids. Like, if you're. It's a bad look, but it's from the top, man. This is where it gets really, really tricky for people that uh, haven't stood on sidelines before. So, when that review is happening, what you really want to have me. Being done is that you want the defense huddled up over there in case this, this call stands. And then you want the offense over here in case. You know, the, the call's reversed, and yeah. you can take a knee. I, I think the entire Miami sideline thought that call was going to get reversed, mm. so it's all good. Hey, we're going to take a knee here. We almost caught, got caught slipping, but you have all 11 guys on defense. Someone's getting a squirt of water. Two kids are over here hanging out. One over here guy's talking to the trainer, and, and then all of a sudden the call stands. And now 
the defense is thrusted onto the field. You didn't talk about what you were going to play, who was going to be on the field I mean, and all this. That right there from Mario Cristobal, like a guy who, who projects we handle every variable, we have everything covered, we're going to be the most prepared team. Yeah. That is a wild lack of preparation. Yeah. I don't, man. Uh, Saturday, Saturday is Saturday night at North Carolina. I, the more we talk through this again, the more it occurs to me that that's massive, man. Make or break. And it's not just for the season. I'm talking about like, it's a legacy forward. game. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I can't believe the show is over already. I've got 9,000 other things I want to talk about. Where's the third hour? That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.